You're listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast, your new home for inspiration, family, sports conversations, and a lot of other stuff. We're your all-purpose pod for an all-purpose life and your weekly mirror check before you go change the world, baby. Enjoy the show. I'm your host, Mr. You. Welcome back to the All Purpose Pod for an All Purpose Life. We appreciate you joining us on the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast, the podcast for the people. Thank you again for joining us. We appreciate all the support and love we've been getting from you guys. Let's jump into our show. So, according to the dictionary, the word connect means to bring together or into contact so that a real link is established. According to the dictionary, the word connect means to bring together or into contact so that a real link is established. It also means to provide a link or relationship with someone or something, form a relationship or affinity with another, to associate with and relate. In today's world, it appears to mean having access to our social media accounts in our vehicles, at our fingertips with a mobile device, and through our laptops and desktop computers. In today's world, it means having access to all the latest news from politics to the stock market to entertainment to our favorite sports teams. As long as we have internet connection or Wi-Fi, we are connected in the way that matters most to many. We know what our family is doing. We know what our friends are doing. We know what's happening with our investments. We know practically everything, but what do we really know? Are we really connected? Are we connecting? Today was a great example of what connection can be. Uh, We didn't have Wi-Fi coverage for a few days, and we didn't even notice until Sunday morning in preparation for worship service. It was problematic to say the least, but when you have come to rely on this access for communication and technology and other things, you think about it. For us, it was just an annoyance, but for many, it ruins their lives, and it causes them to not be able to complete work-related tasks and school assignments. For some, it hinders their ability to function. I personally think we're seeing the idea of connection all wrong, my personal opinion. I love my smartphone and my laptop and my innovative big screen TV. Did I really get to watch? (laughs) I was reminded today of something that I should have already known. These things shouldn't have the capacity to ruin our day and make us forget how grateful we should be. What are we connected to? Today, instead of giving in to our frustration and letting our emotions take control of everything, we adapted and did what so many before us did without access to the internet and Wi-Fi and other technological perks. We used our hands and lips and praised the Lord through it all. We were thankful, grateful, and communicative. The atmosphere was incredible, and we didn't need any other mode of connection except the only one that truly matters. Our connection was with the source of life. Relationship. Go figure. It's almost a lost art now. (laughs) How easily we forget, huh? How easily we forget. Before we had USB cables and 120 volt outlets, we had him. Before we had droids and iPhones and cordless microphones, we had him. He was always there. It was and still is our responsibility 
to connect to him. See, I know how easy it is to start the morning checking our mentions on Twitter or posting comments on Facebook, emails and texts. And I have to guard against this on a daily basis because I recognize the lore and the attraction to stay locked into these quote unquote sources. We might be up to speed on what's happening in the world, but we are totally disconnected from what matters the most. One of my favorite passages in scripture, Romans 12, verse 2, reminds us, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. When we prioritize these kind of connections in our lives and make them matter more than they should, we place ourselves at a disadvantage morally and spiritually. We begin to hear so much of the world's ideas that we begin to resemble what we hear. We are in effect conforming, which basically is another word for going against form. We're doing things using the world's blueprint. And in case you didn't know, this is dangerous, especially when this is the primary outlet that we plug our spirits into. You know, any of us can be susceptible to these distractions if we're honest. The world around us <laughs> will major in these minors more often than not. Walking and driving while texting is more prevalent than ever. If we took a poll, we might have 100% of these offenders that would admit that nothing they post, read, or games played on their phone is worth losing their lives over. They notice, but they still continue to exhibit these same behaviors. It's almost like they can't even help themselves. Sadly, the religious persons among us trust these things more than they trust God. Their worship teams can't sing their sets because the lyrics to the songs are not on the projector screens. Real talk. Teams are even sometimes negligent in learning the songs during the week. I've seen that in so many places that I've been in the past. They don't even bother to practice because they'll have the words on the paper or on a projector screen. So why bother trying to learn the songs during the week? The church goer might have a hard time following the service because they don't bring their Bibles to church. And the projector screen is their sole way of knowing what the main scripture is for the message. You're probably shrugging your shoulders saying, that's normal. That happens all the time. Yeah, it's, it, it's become normal. That's the problem. Now, either folks have divided loyalties to local ministry or they just don't see it as a priority, especially during the warmer months of the year, a.k.a. the summer. The outcome gained from these responses is a lukewarm approach to ministry and serving God. It's passive. It keeps us on the outskirts of what God really wants to do in our lives. You may not believe this, but some folks actually believe they have as much right to God's promises as you do, even though they refuse relationship with him on a daily basis. They feel like you're not in a better place than they are and they should have exactly what you have. And they come to church for Easter or once a month or on Christmas. They are entitled to every special blessing that church has. God wants our hearts. 
That's why he wants us to connect, to form a real link, establish a real relationship. He wants fellowship with us on a daily basis. That might be hard for some of you to believe, but he wants to shine through your life so that in your sphere of influence, where people have real spiritual trouble, they can find help and they can find hope. What help are we if we are in the exact same predicament or even worse than the person that needs the answer? Ask that for those in the back. You tell me. The first part of the passage in Romans that I love from earlier says a mouthful on the topic. The Apostle Paul said in Romans 12 and 1 that I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service or your reasonable act of worship. That's the answer. That's the answer. I believe that everyone wants the same thing. They all want peace. They want miracles. They want happiness, relationship, a touch from God, etc., etc. They want all of those things. I've met folks that would like me to believe that they don't want or need anything. Their lives are perfect in their mama's basement playing with their George stick. The lie detector says that's a lie. The problem is that there is an argument about where to find these kind of people. These kind of situations. It's really not hard to find. Our world has become a perpetual search for love and purpose in all the wrong places. We seek it in places that can't love us back. At least not enough to fill the voids. We want to touch from God. We want to get a word. We want to get a miracle. But we show disregard for God's idea of community. We show a disrespect for where his people gather. So no wonder we find failure in so many areas. Some folks are even comfortable with the idea that worshiping God from home is the same as worshiping God in the midst of his people. If you read the scriptures, talk to those folks who worship God from home, not because you're disabled and you can't leave home, it's because you've been hurt by somebody and you don't feel like going to church makes any sense and there's no point to it. And you can do the same thing from your house. I'm talking to those folks. There's so much scripture, specifically in the Old Testament, where God talks about community, community and gathering and the people of God coming together while a word is being proclaimed or instructions are being given. That stuff is not coincidental. There's a reason why, because God believes in unity. God believes in togetherness. It's part of his vernacular. You may think that you can have a limited amount of obedience and still have a full blessing. You may feel like you can have a parsed amount of commitment and a full blessing. I call that a minimalist religious theology, and it sucks. It's not even real. The bare minimum ain't going to work for God because he knows your heart. It's sad and inaccurate to think anything other than that. God doesn't give prophetic words to people he doesn't want to change. God doesn't give prophetic words to people he doesn't want to change. When he gives a word, he's expecting 
direct and immediate response. Obedience for those in the back today. It's not optional. Who are we connected to that makes us think that we can do all the things that he's calling for us to do and walk in all the so-called blessings and only give him a part of our heart? We give the rest to social media. We give the rest to our binge watching. We give the rest to our friends who may live different lifestyles. When you're given a word that says the person you're about to go on a multi-day road trip with is not your friend, but has bad intentions towards you, calling them and asking them, do you like me? Is not the appropriate response. You call and cancel the road trip. When you're given a prophetic word that instructs you to sell all your earthly possessions, you don't go get a storage unit and put the good stuff in there. You sell everything like you were told to. Your response could mean a great harvest in your life or the door to a worse state than you were in before the word came. Who are you connected to? Who are you connected to? Why am I talking about prophecy anyway? Because it's the means God uses to send a part of himself into a situation. That's the access point. When he sends a word, he sends himself through that word. To prosper in the place where the word has been given. Or the circumstance, the condition, a geographical region. It's an opportunity to establish the kind of connection we were talking about earlier. I'm acquainted with people who think that their attendance is an organ in an organized church service is the key to connection. They felt God. They felt a tingle. They felt a touch. Then they go home and they ignore him for the rest of the day. To be connected infers, to be connected infers, to be connected infers that we stay connected. To be connected infers that we stay connected. That's why the word means it's connected. It's about a real link being established. Not an off and on kind of broken relationship type of thing. To be in connected infers that we stay connected. Has anybody out there ever had a best friend? Anybody? How about a love interest? How does it feel when you're no longer connected? Does it hurt? Does it sting? Do you feel helpless? Do you long for what was lost? Connection when it's authentic is never something the connected person wants to unlink themselves from. They enjoy the relationship so much and get so much value from it that they never want to be apart from it. They never want to be apart from what they're connected to. Nowadays, all you have to do is talk to talk and dress the part and people will believe you're connected to the same source we preach and sing and teach about. Presenting ourselves means picking up these bodies and the mess that comes with them and setting them in the midst of a holy God that knows about our struggles and our thoughts and knows what we need. Even the very thought of being disconnected from the source of life is too much to bear for those that know what it feels like to be connected in the first place. I don't know what calls you away or what hurts you harbor in your heart, but if you see value in anything that you've read, most importantly in the word of God, please get 
reconnected to a local ministry. This is as an aside, get reconnected to a local ministry that teaches the word of God and respects corporate worship. Staying at home is not the same thing. For some people, it's an alternative that they have to undertake because they don't have a choice. But if you have a choice, if you have an option, if you have means, get connected with people who believe that these things are important. And it also exhibit a lifestyle, a consistent lifestyle that's faithful to this. And most of all, receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior. There's no more authentic connection without that. Hebrews 10 and 25 reminds us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some do, but exhort one another and so much more as you see the day of the Lord approaching. Corporate fellowship, corporate worship, corporate relationship is biblical. I say it again. It's biblical. Do you embrace connection with the understanding that you withdraw and you deposit in the relationship? What have you received? And what have you given? The Bible says, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you, except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth such fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. The Lord and his word is all about connection. The Lord and his word is all about connection. Go over the definition of connect again one more time. The word connect means to bring together or into contact so that a real link is established. To provide a link or relationship with someone or something. Connection also means to form a relationship or affinity with another to associate with and to relate. I know that people have been hurt out there. Especially church hurt. That's a very particular kind of hurt. That one runs deep because you often don't expect it. And you think thoughts of betrayal when that happens to you in settings like those. So I know it runs deep. I've experienced it. My family have experienced it. It takes years sometimes to get over. But I urge you today. Get reconnected. Is an adage that we talk about in modern times now, but we can't do life alone. To some people, connection is, okay, I'll see you when we meet you there at the same place at the same time. Or you can't make it, well, we'll see you around whenever you come back to the same place at the same time on the same day. Out of sight, out of mind, I guess, right? But in short, connection takes work on both sides. Those two examples are not connection. That's more of an acquaintance. Connection takes work on both sides. It's an investment both parties have to make. And the loss should be felt by all parties involved if they're fully invested. Wherever you are today. However, you're listening to the podcast for the people. Thank you again for making They Call Me Mr. You. Just a small part of your morning, your day, and your week. We are your weekly mirror check before you go change the world. Hope you enjoyed the show today. 
If you'd like to give some comments on today's episode or any other one, follow us on Twitter at Call Me Mr. You or on Facebook at They Call Me Mr. You. Love to hear your thoughts today on the show. Have a great day. Enjoy the music. Coach out. Thanks again for listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of our full-length live episodes. And of course, if you're an audio listener, wherever you enjoy your podcast listening, you can find the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Go change the world. Coach out.